0: Welcome to the second season of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes, In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 28 of Season 2 is entitled, Freedom, Liberty, and Agency. I shall define freedom as the ability to make choices. The more choices we have, the greater freedom we have. By that definition, man has never had more freedom than we have today. As science increases, freedom increases because choices grow primarily out of knowledge of temporal law. The advancement in technology, for example, floods our lives with multitudinous choices. The more we know about temporal law, the more our technology advances. Freedom is a virtue that can destroy itself by its own surfeit. As freedom increases, unchecked by conscience, it threatens to destroy law and order. Nothing destroys freedom like an excess of freedom. One may swim in an ocean, but drown in a bathtub. There are substances that, although taken freely, may destroy our freedom. There are philosophies and movements that, although entered willingly, may consume our lives, entangle our spirits, usurp our will, become our conscience, confuse our perceptions of good and evil, and take away our liberty. We sometimes curse the effect and ignore the cause. We must ever guard against that which, by allowing freedom, destroys our freedom. If freedom is the ability to make choices, agency is the ability to add a moral component to those choices. In other words, agency is the ability to discern between good and evil, right and wrong, moral and immoral. Freedom is tied to temporal law. Agency is tied to spiritual law which comprises the laws of God, specifically the Ten Commandments or the Sermon on the Mount, or all the other virtues taught by Christ and his apostles and prophets. Satan entices us to do evil. Christ entices us to do good. Because we are enticed by Christ and Satan, we have agency. Few people see themselves as immoral, therefore Satan must package vice to look like virtue. The prophet Isaiah said, Woe unto them that call evil good, and good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. In this podcast, I use temporal law exclusively to set the boundaries of freedom, and spiritual law to set the boundaries of agency. Freedom without agency will destroy itself by its own surfeit. Freedom comes from temporal laws. Agency comes from spiritual laws. Liberty comes from man-made laws. When governments form, one of the primary challenges is to determine how much freedom people should have. Freedom determines what is possible. Moral agency determines what is good and what is evil. Liberty determines what is legal or what is illegal. Sometimes they clash. For example, in an issue such as abortion, Temporal law says it is possible, therefore, we have the technology to perform abortions. Spiritual law says it is immoral, therefore, abortion is forbidden by God and conscience. Man-made law determines if abortion is legal or illegal. Freedom does not have a moral component, but agency does. Freedom does not determine man-made laws, agency does. All man-made laws have a moral component, for they must determine what is legal or illegal what is acceptable or unacceptable what is right or what is wrong the law of nature determines what is free in other words what is possible man must determine what is not free or more accurately what is not allowable the law of nature says you may kill anyone you want or steal their property it is the law of the jungle man-made law says no you can't do that man-made laws establish boundaries on what natural laws allow man-made laws cannot increase freedom because they cannot add one jot to what nature already allows in government the question of rights arises and that is where things become fuzzy in nature a freedom for example is anything that is allowed by temporal law that includes of course lying cheating stealing killing robbing raping murdering etc in government A freedom is any liberty permitted by the state. A right is any liberty guaranteed by the state. If man-made laws determine that abortion is legal, then citizens, regardless of the moral inhibitions of religion, have the freedom under government to perform abortions. Religion has the right to say that abortion is morally wrong and warn that you may incur the wrath of God, but religion does not have the power to enforce their opinions. In a society that protects freedom of speech, the only thing religion can do is to give advice to its members. It cannot enforce its laws. If man-made laws determine that abortion is illegal, then citizens do not have the right under government to perform abortions. In fact, no organization under the powers of that government has the right to perform abortions, no matter how strongly its members feel about human rights. Contrary to popular belief, government may determine what is legal and what is illegal but a government cannot determine what is moral or what is immoral for example if government says abortion is legal they cannot also declare it is moral in the eyes of god that creates a problem if government cannot determine morality does the government have the right to rule one's conscience emphatically christians say no as christians We believe that conscience comes under the umbrella of religion or personal beliefs, only because moral values are determined by the Holy Scriptures. In the past, religion has found a champion in the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. The issues become blurred when government must take the rights of one person away to accommodate the rights of another. We see this today as the left systematically dismantles the Bill of Rights. For example, from the view of the left, one may practice freedom of religion only if it does not take stands against abortion, gay marriage, gender identity, or any other issues under the protection of the new morality called political correctness. Freedom itself has no moral component. It is governed strictly by natural laws. In an entirely amoral society, if natural laws permit it, then humans are free to do it regardless of the consequences. We see that in the history of the American Mafia. It caters to the natural man. We are seeing a movement toward the natural man today, as illustrated by the city of San Francisco, and defunding the police, making theft less than $1,000 a misdemeanor. People are defecating on the streets. They're openly selling drugs, even in front of the police department. It has become an increasingly lawless society. We see other signs of eliminating the moral code practiced for over 200 years. Legalizing abortion. Legalizing drugs. Legalizing prostitution. Legalizing cohabitation. Legalizing gambling. Free sex. Turning a blind eye to riots. Looting. Even the destruction of borders and even murders in the streets. Marriage for a growing part of the population no longer has any real meaning. Only spiritual laws have a moral component. That means that a moral judgment must be made in determining what is legal or illegal. Otherwise we live by the law of the jungle. The problem is, whose morals do we adopt? Our forefathers had no problem with the issue. They assumed that self-evident truths existed. In addition to unalienable rights such as life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness they assumed that the commandments thou shalt not kill thou shalt not steal thou shalt not commit adultery thou shalt not bear false witness and thou shalt not covet were self-evident truths therefore our laws were based on the ten commandments they assumed other self-evident truths also taught in the bible that marriage was only between a man and a woman that gender was based on natural law not opinion that same-sex relationships were immoral, and that all sex outside of marriage was immoral. Traditionally, in America, the moral component determined the legal component. In other words, if behavior were considered immoral, it was also put on the laws as illegal. Strictly speaking, our laws were based on the Bible and the Ten Commandments. The one relating to abortion is, Thou shalt not kill. Christians consider taking the life of an unborn child as a form of murder. Christians also interpret abortion as a violation of the fundamental principles upon which our nation was founded, particularly the statement in our Declaration of Independence, which says, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Christians claim that even an unborn child is a creation of God with equal rights that even an unborn child has certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is a very hard argument to dispute. Therefore, pro-abortionists use a different tactic. They simply dehumanize the unborn by discarding the terms unborn child or unborn baby and insisting on the generic word fetus. Most have adopted an even more dehumanizing term, medical tissue." The act of abortion is also fraught with euphemism. Rather than kill or dismember an unborn child, which is the actual procedure, they use terms such as disarticulate. In a totalitarian state, such issues are mandated by the government. In a theocracy, such issues are mandated by the dominant religion. In a democracy, however, these issues are mandated by majority vote. The Declaration of Independence states that to secure these rights, Governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. If we continue in the present direction, both the Constitution and the Bill of Rights as we know them will be discarded, and in their place a new Constitution and a new Bill of Rights that accommodates the so-called new morality of the left will take their place. What is being overlooked is one simple truth that time, experience, and history has shown, and it is this. Only moral absolutes can guarantee the endurance of a democratic republic. All one must do is to look at the increase in lawlessness, civil unrest, class division, violence, dissension, breakdown of law and order, disregard for rule of law, disrespect for flag, disrespect for history, disrespect for memorials and monuments, and utter disregard for truth, and we will see where the present trend is taking us. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com